Welcome to 80s Action Pod. I'm Jay the Movie Guy, amateur podcaster, doing this for fun and a chance to reminisce about all things 80s. Before we get started about 1985, I want to talk about my Uncle Tom. And I really hope everybody had an Uncle Tom in their life. You see, my uncle, he was he was the cool uncle. He was the the uncle who would travel. He would go to NASCAR events all over the country. He was the first person I knew that owned a three-wheeler and a four-wheeler. He had a gigantic 25-foot pull-behind trailer, uh, RV trailer. Um, first ever big screen TV, I remember. And we're talking the 80s version of a big screen TV. We're talking about the size of two or three dressers that stuck out about two and a half feet from the wall. You had to sit straight on to look at because if you'd start getting to an angle, it'd start blurring a little bit. He had the first ever VCR I ever remember, too. He even lent it to us one weekend when we had uh, family visiting from Michigan. And I've always remembered that uh, the first movies we ever rented on a VCR was uh, The Karate Kid and Ghostbusters. But in 1985, in November, we moved from western Pennsylvania to upstate New York, up into the Adirondack Mountains. And, I mean, we were talking, we're closer to Canada than we were in New York City. Our gas stations had liters and gallons. That's how far north we were. And it was a 20-25 minute drive down just to get to a convenience store. To go to a grocery store, it was 45 minutes one way. And uh, we had two and a half, two to three stations on an antenna on the TV. This We didn't even have cable TV up there the entire time I lived in upstate New York. We would have NBC and CBS out of Syracuse, or we, and we would get PBS from Watertown. So we were very limited on what we could watch. And as I said, we were like away from everything. So my Uncle Tom, he took it upon himself. About every couple months, he would go out and buy a couple VCR tapes, and he would record us a six-hour block of uh, MTV, and he would record a six hour or three movies from HBO and he would send those up all the time about every other month or so we would get one and the very first one we ever got is the very first movie on it was The Legend of Billie Jean which is the movie I'm talking about today and as I said we lived so far out and away from everything in the winter we weren't going down the mountain to go to the video store and rent movies or whatever. So we would watch The Legend of Billie Jean every other weekend. At least once a month we watched it. We watched that movie so much that we ended up wearing out the tape. And every time I watch it, I think of my Uncle Tom, that he would send, take the time and record these and send them up to us. And, I mean, it was it was honestly, it, was, it kept our sanity, I guess, because we, we were so far north that I watched The Shining and how they were up in that ho- up in that uh, hotel, and that's what it was like up there. I mean, it, there was so much snow in the ground. We lived in a small community that during the summer, that the the population was in the thousands. But in the fall, I mean, there were maybe two hundred of us who lived up on top of the mountain, and. I would get up in the morning to go to school. I would get on the school bus at 6, 6.15 in the morning. And we would go down through and we'd pick up the kids and on the way over to the school. And we were so far that we would get to school in time for the 8 o'clock. Sh- so, 
so yeah, these movies they were or they were they were a godsend that my uncle would send us and uh, out of all the ones we sent he sent us the legend of Billy Jean is one that always stuck out with me and it's all, it literally became one of my all-time favorite movies so every time I watch it I think of my uncle Tom so this week this episode is uh, dedicated to my uncle Tom I miss you and I wish you were still around but you've always had an impact on my life so thank you very much and now let's go into 1985 Welcome to July 19th, 1985, and The Legend of Billie Jean. I literally just turned the movie off, and I'm just going to jump right into the podcast. Movie opens, Corpus Christi, Texas, in the hot summer day. And you meet Brinks, played by Christian Slater, and Billie Jean, played by Helen Slater. No relation. And, uh, got Brinks, who's whose uh, pride and joy is a uh, Honda Elite uh, little motor scooter. And uh, he takes it, he's driving around, he goes, picks up Billie Jean, and they go to a soda shop. As they get there, the town bully, uh, Hoobie, whose father is uh, one of the uh, townspeople who owns a shop there in Corpus Christi, Texas. And uh, they're following, following him on a scooter, to the uh, ice cream shop and they get there and he's trying to hit on Billy Jean and they don't have any want anything to do with it so uh, Brinks takes a strawberry milkshake and throws it on him and then they run they jump in the scooter and they go off-roading and they make their way to a lake where they're out swimming and it said it is hot they talk about in the radios that it's the hottest summer in a long time so they make their way out there and they're swimming in this lake and uh all of a sudden, Hoobie and his friends, they show up in his car and they sneak up and they steal his scooter. And uh, so uh, Brinks is all mad and everything, understandably. I mean, because Billie Jean and Brinks are very poor. They live in the trailer parks. Their, their father's gone. They don't explain what's why he's not there anymore. And uh, so they go and they steal the scooter and they make their way back and they're like, well, I got to get it. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Spend all this money. And then you meet Billie Jean's mother who uh, is going out on a date for the first time. So she's leaving. And uh, Brinks is like, oh, screw this. I'm going to go get the scooter. So he goes off and he goes to get the scooter. And Billie Jean's like, all right, I got to do something. So she goes over and gets her friend Ophelia and Putter. And uh, they make their way down to the police station. They, they're going to start trying to do a report where they meet uh, Lieutenant Ringwald. And uh, he's just like, give him a couple days, blowing off some steam, not a problem. But when they come back, they drop Ophelia and put her off. And, and Billie Jean walks in and she finds the mirror to the scooter. And then she comes up and the scooter is just trashed. Seats cut, mirrors gone, and all that. She walks in and brings his beat to hell. And he says, but I got my scooter back. So now you pan to the next day and uh, they go down to the uh, beach near Corpus Christi and uh, where uh, Hoobie's father owns a shop. 
and she goes in and Hubie's there and hands him a bill and says, this is a bill for $608 to fix the scooter. He's like, hell no, I ain't paying that. And he's like, Billy Jean's like, yes, you are. And he goes, oh, no, no, nope, I'm not. It's, this is bull, not doing it. So she turned around and knees him so hard in the nuts. And he's doubled over and on the ground when his father comes in and uh, explains to the father, your son screwed, screwed my brother's scooter up. I'm here to collect the money. And then he's like, ah, she's lying. She's from the trailer park. Nope, nope, it's a lie. They're just trying to get money. So the dad says, Yubi, you go on out. Just, just go. I'll take care of it. And tells Billy Jean, that's a lot of money. And you got to think, in 85 $608 is probably around $2,000 today. And uh, he's like, all right, well, I don't have that money downstairs. Let's, let me take you upstairs. So he gets Billy Jean upstairs into his office, pulls out a big wad of cash. And uh, he says, $608? All right. So he puts down $50 and says, there you go. She's like, oh, no, 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 608. And then he uh, grabs her arm and says, now, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little layaway plan here. You, you'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll, you'll love it. And each time you come back, I'll give you a little bit more and you give me a little bit more. And she's like, no, no, this ain't happening. Well, now Brinks and Ophelia, they're waiting in the car for, and they come into the store and they're like, Billie Jean, Billie Jean, where you at? Where you at? And uh, Brinks goes over and pounds on the cash register. And inside the register is a little handgun. And he's like, oh my God, look at this. I got a gun. And all of a sudden Billie Jean, she runs down and is like, what are you guys doing in here? And Hoobie's dad comes down and grabs her. And I was like, oh, no, where are you going? Oh, put that gun down, Brinks. And he's pointing the gun at him. And all of a sudden, Hooby walks in. And he, his dad goes, call the police. They came in to rob us. They tricked me to go upstairs. And he's like, no, no. Hooby's got her. Not Hooby. Uh, Brinks has got the gun. It says, nobody's doing anything. Let her go. Billy Jean finally gets away. And his dad comes, starts coming at him. He says, oh, do you think I'd actually have a loaded gun? And he's like, what? And all of a sudden, bang, accidentally goes off, shoots him in the shoulder, and they split. They're gone. They, I mean, they think they killed him. And they're like, oh, no, we got to go, we got to go. So Ophelia throws everybody in the station wagon, and they head back to the trailer park. And as they're there, Brinks and Billy Jean are just grabbing whatever they can and whatever money they have. And Ophelia's waiting, and then they run into Putter. And uh, it was like, well, I'm going with you, I'm going with you. So she runs in, and she packs stuff, too, and... So they get all their stuff. They jump in the car. They leave their mother a note and they get ready to take off and they're going to leave Putter. And all of a sudden Putter comes in and was like, I'm coming with you. So they take off and she's like, don't worry. You'll just bring her back with you when you drop us off. So they're driving through town and they're going through town. And all of a sudden they find a, uh, an old miniature golf course and they're going to hide out in the miniature golf course. And uh, Ophelia says, you guys take care. It's all fine. Not, not a problem. And uh, Putter gets in the car and she's going to take her home. And no sooner it pulls away, she goes, you let me out of this car or I'm going to throw up. So she stops and Putter gets out of the car and goes and joins him. So, you know, Ophelia drives away. And the rest of them are in the uh, in a gigantic castle type thing of an old, old uh, miniature golf course. 
And then you pan a little bit further and they're sleeping. And all of a sudden, Billie Jean wakes up and she hears something. She's like sneaking out, sneaking out and like going through the dark. And all of a sudden the hand reaches up to her and it's Ophelia. She goes, I was a part of it too. I got to come with you. And it's like, all right. Okay, thank you. I mean, thank you. It's great. You're a part of it. So they say, well, we want to, we, we want to, we want to do what's right. We, we didn't do anything wrong. We just want what's fair is fair. Our own money or the money for the scooter. I don't want this to go any further. And they also find out that, uh, he didn't die. He was, uh, shot, but he's in good condition and all that. So Billy Jean still has the card from the Lieutenant and calls him and says, hey, I want to turn myself in. We're doing this at the mall. Um, I want the money has to be given to me by uh, Mr. Pike, who's Hubie's father. And so they get there, the police are there and they go around and they steal a couple things, but they leave IOUs. They steal some GI Joe walkie talkies and some batteries and Brink steals a toy gun. And so they're going around and the officers are there. They're going around and uh, Billy Jean decides, all right, there they are. I'm going down. She goes down the escalator and the lieutenant stands back and Mr. Pike stands there and she gets down the escalator and he tells her, you know, you're not going to get away with this. I don't care what's going on. You shot me. This isn't going to happen. And he's holding the money out for her and he drops it and he steps on it and he goes, Hoobie! And Hoobie and his goons start chasing Billie Jean back up the escalator. She runs across up to the... Uh, the other side of the escalator going up. Hoobie grabs a hold over and she knees him in the nuts again. And then you have this chase through the mall running down and uh, she dumps a bag of marbles and I mean, almost like Looney Tune-esque and some of the people chasing her fall down and all the police officers go one way when all of a sudden Lieutenant says, I'm going to go this way. So they come through and uh, station wagons backed up and Billie Jean runs through and she jumps in and Brinks pushes a trash, a gigantic trash can in front of the door to block everybody. And then as they're going around, the lieutenant comes out the other side. And he pulls out the fake gun and was like, pulled and the cop stops, not knowing it's a fake gun yet, because they knew that he had a gun earlier. Stops and uh, they jump in the car, said, let's go, let's go. And they take off. So now they're they're on the run and everything like that. They didn't, they didn't get any of the money. So now they got to figure out what they're doing. They're also out of food. So they stop at a convenience store to get some food and putters like fill on the shopping cart and everything like that. And she goes, but my mom lets me get whatever I want. Billy Jean goes, we're not stealing anything. We only, we only have just a little bit of money. Now there's two kids watching her, watching them. And finally they go, are you Billie Jean? No. Yeah. Yeah. They finally figured out she's Billie Jean. He goes, and then they tell Putter, you're not going to be able to steal all that as Putter stuff and shoving stuff in her shirt. And, uh, it was like, they help them. They, they said, put this on my dad's tab and everything like that. And Billie Jean and them, they go off and they're trying to figure out where to stay. Now that now they realize that they're all over the news and all that. So they make their way into the rich part of Corpus Christi. And uh, they find a, a, a vacant house. It looks vacant or unoccupied. And they pull up and they sneak in. And 
they're like, oh my God, it has food and everything like this. And it's a beautiful house. So they're, they're just snacking and having a good old time, but the house isn't vacant. Um, it's occupied by a teenage guy, a teenage college age kid named Lloyd, who, uh, is letting them have their fun. And he sneaks around and finally he ends up, him and Billy Jean end up in the same room. He's like, well, I know who you are. And uh, it's a good thing for you. My dad's in Dallas for the week. And uh, you guys can stay here all you want. And then all of a sudden, we're on the news. We're on the news. So they turn on the TV. And the news is coming up about how Billie Jean's gang is robbing gas stations and carjacking and everything throughout the state of Texas when people are just making shit up and everything like that. And uh, they're like, okay. So turn off, turn it off, and they turn off, turn it to uh, the movie uh, with Joan of Arc. And Putter's like, is that a boy or a girl? And Lloyd's like, that's St. Joan of Arc. It's a girl. And explains to him that Joan of Arc was called by God to lead the French against the English, shaved her hair, pretended to be a man. But for her trouble, I mean, if you don't know the story of Joan of Arc, but for her trouble, the... uh, pretending to be a, a man when they found out she was a woman they called her a witch and they burned her at the stake and she basically became a martyr and Billie Jean gets this great idea so she comes down because she's seeing these other videos and lies coming out she goes Lloyd do you do videotapes he's like yeah he says good and he's like perfect I know what you're going to do we're going to answer them so they make videotapes saying all I want's fair fair but before we get there we get the iconic you don't get to see her shave her head but you get to see some haircut and then she cuts her long beautiful blonde hair down to like really short and then you have this epic scene of her walking out to him and they're like wow okay now this is the change and Lloyd goes St. Joan so now we turn around and he makes they make these videos and they send them to all the TV stations and they take one to the police station and they're like alright now you're famous this is all over the news and all that. So Lloyd's like, I got to get you a wig. So they stop at a wig store and they go in to buy her a wig. And well, Billy Jean and Putter are sitting in the car. These three little kids come up and are like, are you Billy Jean? Yes, I'm Billy Jean. He goes, our friend, he's in, he's in real trouble. He needs help. Someone has to help him. So she gets out of the car. She starts walking through the neighborhood and kids are like following her. It's, uh, it's Billy Jean. It's Billy Jean. And they're following. And by the time they get to uh, Kenny, Kenny's the kid's name. They get to Kenny's house. There's like 40 or 50 kids. I mean, we're talking from probably five to 20 all like following and watching her. And she goes in and to get to the house and you can hear this kid's getting, just getting his butt beat and crying, get in that corner. Yeah. Yeah. And it quiets down and she walks up and opens the door. And uh, she opens the door and looks down in the closet and there's Kenny. And she, she says, come here, come with me. And when his dad goes, who the heck are you? And she goes, I'm Billy Jean. And he goes, no, you're not. And she turns back to, to Kenny and says, come on, come with me. And as he goes to stand up, his dad pulls a belt up and stands up and says, get back down. So he gets back down and He's coming over to Billy Jean and he looks out the window and he sees all the kids. Every window there's kids. And now at this point, Brinks and Lloyd have caught up and Brinks is standing in one window and Lloyd in the other. And the guy's like, you are her. 
And a few seconds later, they come out and say, well, Kenny's going to be spending some time with his grandma. So they're signing autographs and throwing candy out to the kids when all of a sudden this guy drives by and his wife, and it's like, the wife's like, oh my God, it's Billy Jean, it's Billy Jean. So the guy was, it's Billy Jean, that's a $10,000 reward. So he pulls out a gun and he starts shooting right there and he shoots out the back window. Then he shoots out the, 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 through the front window and they're trying to get away and they're making their way to the highway. This truck's right hot pursuit behind him. And finally he shoots out the back tire, but at the same time he does, there's some road construction and the, and the truck flips and they get away as far as it can go, but the tire's shot. So they make their way down to the wharf and park the car and we're like, all right, what are we gonna do? So during all this, something happens with Putter. If you hadn't seen the movie, um, Putter's supposed to be like a 12 year old girl. Um, and when they look at her, she has blood and it's like, oh my God, she's been shot. She's been shot. And all of a sudden, Billie Jean and Ophelia and Putter all realize, no, nope, she's, it's her first period. So, and Brinks is like, ew, gross. So it was a kind of a, kind of a moment there. And this is when Billie Jean realizes Ophelia and Putter, they need to be out. So that night, Brinks, Lloyd, and Billie Jean decide, you know what? I'm going to, these guys are going to be, we're going to make them safe. So they turn them in. They call, tell the police where to come and get her, get them. And uh, they make their way off to a uh, country club where they're getting ready to basically steal a car or they say borrow a car. And uh, they get caught somewhat in the act. And all of a sudden Lloyd and Brinks run one way. Billy Jean runs another. And uh, they, both, they all get away. But during, you don't follow Lloyd and Brinks. So you don't know how they got away. But you follow Billie Jean as she's running from the police and ducking and diving through. And then all of a sudden she's running down the street. This uh, car pulls up and she stops and looks in. And, the, and a girl with her hair cut short looks in and says, come on, get in, get in, get in, get in. Let's go, let's go. And then, then you start this montage going around with uh, the Pat Benatar Invincible song playing from one car to another. Billie Jean hopping from car to car to car to motorcycle to car. Um, as girls who all look like Billie Jean are like, who would shave their heads and everything like that. And they're like, just trying to keep her moving, keep her out of the police. And finally they, they, uh, take her. She's like, no, take me here. Take me to the, and they, she ends up going back to the old miniature golf course. And when she gets there, she had a feeling this is where they would go if they weren't caught. And she goes back to the castle and there they were. And uh, it was a nice little, okay, we got to figure this out. And at the same time, this, this is going with her. The, uh, the station wagon is finally impounded. And as they're looking through it, Lieutenant Ringwald finds a golf ball that's stamped with this old golf course on it, miniature golf course. So he goes out on his own and he's like, listen, Billy Jean, I don't know if you can hear me, but we got to end this. This is getting too far. We need to know what's going on and make sure Lloyd's safe. And we, we, we this has to end. So a little bit later, Billy Jean calls him and says, okay, this is how it's going to be. We're going to meet. And she doesn't, doesn't play it out over, doesn't tell you in the conversation, but she says, this is how it's going to be. And 
next day you show up and all of a sudden you the camera pans and it's beach it's called billy jean day it's talking about it on the radio station everybody's there it's like who's who i mean everything's going on and all these girls with short hair guys walking around wearing billy love billy jean shirts and this is also the same beach where mr pike has his shop where he's selling now he's trying to profit on billy jean selling i love billy jean and pictures and posters and everything else and t-shirts so they're all there and all of a sudden the scooter they bring in they say we got we're going to fix the scooter as good as new scooter comes in and uh all of a sudden uh, lloyd's father i forgot to say is the district attorney who thinks it's not real but thinks it's real at the same time and he has to keep keep a level-minded with what his job is and was like all right so they brought more police in than what the lieutenant ringwald wanted including snipers and lieutenant walks up and says put your guns down you guys just stay back and all of a sudden the sniper goes i see her and off on the horizon you see billy jean and uh with lloyd and then as you pan back up further you realize it's not billy jean but it is uh brinks and they're making their way down through and he's like i don't see the scooter i don't see the scooter and then through the crowd wearing the wig now billy jean gets up and on uncovers the scooter and he's like all right so they start making their way hubie jumps the line the police line and runs up and all of a sudden he gets almost to him and was like it's not her it's not her it's his it's her brother dressed in a dress and christian slater or christian uh brinks turns and he's got the fake gun still and he somewhat points it at hubie and the sniper shoots him right in the same right in the shoulder and all hell breaks loose people start sprinting up like oh my god you shot her and lloyd gets down and helping brinks and everything like that and they're just like complete panic and then there's a little bit shift in the time because you got to think because this was happening late afternoon but now as the ambulance is driving away with brinks it's a little bit darker and people are running after it and still like freaking out what's going on and she's walking down, chasing the ambulance, yelling at it. She gets almost right beside uh, the uh, the shop. And she just stands there and looks at it. And the shop had brought in this four-story tall statue-type thing of Billie Jean holding a gun with the short hair. And she stands there and looks at it. And then she takes her wig off and she drops it in the ground. And she starts walking up and people are like, oh crap, it's her, it's her, it's Billie Jean. And she starts making her way up and people are like parting like the Red Sea and she's walking up and there's Mr. Pike. And it's like, what are you doing here? You, We're done, this is this is over. And she basically calls him out and says, no, this isn't over. This, this, this is wrong. Who paid for the scooter? Who did this? Who did that? And he's like, it, what's it matter here i'll get you the money and she's looking at all this stuff that he's profiting from her and is like no who paid for the scooter and all of a sudden lloyd's dad from behind goes i did and she looked at him and says you did, couldn't even do that and he walks over to the, the uh, cash tin and pulls out just a wad of cash and walks over and hands it to her and says here take it it's a little more a little less but we're done it's it's paid for and he's like just take it we're done with it 
And Billy Jean's like, you know what? No, 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 no. I can't take this. I can't take this. This is now hush money. And she goes, this is, I can't take, here's your change. And she gets up to him and knees him in the nuts. And she goes, you buying me to be quiet. And she lays out what had happened earlier with him trying to sexually assault her. And as he falls, he knocks down a torch and his shop just starts going up. I mean, burning. And uh, he's like yelling for help. I need help. I need help. And everybody's just standing there, just watching it burn. And then Lloyd picks up a poster of Billie Jean and throws it in the fire. And then everybody just starts walking over their shirts, their hats, their frisbees, everything. Just start throwing it in the fire and it, and it burns. And as it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And finally, it gets to the, uh, the Billie Jean statue. And it's almost very picturesque like the uh, Joan of Arc movie she was watching. As the flames just go around it and it eventually falls. And then you, then you pass. The fa- uh, fast forward and all of a sudden you see the snowy field. And uh, Billie Jean out hitchhiking and uh, they're in Vermont now because earlier in the movie they were talking about Billie Jean at some point had gone to Vermont and Brinks kept asking her about it wanted to know about why it's so cold and everything like that and he just with how hot it was in Corpus Christi so now they're there and he walks out and he's arm in a sling and he's he survived the shooting and was like I thought you said it was cold but I didn't think it was this cold and uh, as he looks down at a snowmobile and he gets a smile like, yeah, I could have one of those thinking about a scooter that got fixed. So, and then it just goes right into, uh, right into the credits from there. So that is roughly the legend of Billy Jean. All right, my friends, if you are anything like me on the weekends, you like to pull out the smoker or the grill, even in the dead of winter or the heat of the summer. I like to throw on some pork, some brisket, some chicken wings. It doesn't matter. But you know, barbecue sauce just does not have that kick or flavor that I want. That's why I reach for Half's Hot Sauce. What is Half's Hot Sauce, you ask? Well, let me tell you what. Half's Hot Sauce small batch company that makes all natural sauces with lots of local ingredients to Ohio. They strive to bring you a sauce that you want to use on everything from desserts to savory dishes. And not just hot sauce, they also have beef bamboo jerky and snack sticks and honey. But I'm there for the hot sauce. You can get flavors like Maine Squeeze, More Cowbell, Trippy Pickle, Pineapple, Hot Tropic, and the old Razzle Dazzle. They have other flavors too. Just so many, so many good flavors that you got to try them. They also have honey. They got Bosler's Raw Wildflower Clove Honey. You can also get it infused with habanero or ghost pepper. But let me tell you, you can go to halfshotsauce.com and you can see and check out their inventory yourselves. But on checkout, type in the word 80s and you'll get 5% off of your order. That's the word 80s, not 8-0, but I'm talking 80s. Spell it out, and you'll get 5%, and tell them Jay the Movie Guy sent you.
Alright, so let's talk about the movie The Legend of Billie Jean and things that were going on in the world around 1985. Well, The Legend of Billie Jean opened on July 19th, 1985. Opening weekend was $1.4 million. The following weekend, it had an extreme drop-off where it only made $668,000. In its total domestic run, it only made $3.09 million and was considered a box office bomb. It did have a Rotten Tomato score of 50%. The critics did not like it, but an audience score of 75%. So it was loved by its fans and it does have a loyal following of fans. I like to think I'm part of that. I love the movie. So, But 1985 was a great year for movies. Like, some of the all-time best movies came out that year. Maybe not box office-wise, but watchability and to give a, a true sense of the 80s, these movies were some of the best movies that came out this entire decade. The top movie of the year was Back to the Future, followed by Beverly Hills Cop, Rambo First Blood Part 2, and then back-to-back Sylvester Stallone movies here. And the number four movie was Rocky Four. Other movies to come out in 1985 was The Goonies, Fletch, View to a Kill, National Lampoon's European Vacation, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Spies Like Us, Commando, Teen Wolf, Silverado, Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's Fire, Joel of the Nile, Desperately Seeking Susan. A very underrated horror movie, Fright Night, came out in 85, as long as Weird Science, Friday the 13th, The New Beginning. Okay, so that one's not a good movie. But it did outgross uh, Legend of Billie Jean. Legend of Billie Jean was the 174th ranked movie money-wise in 1985. But as I said, there are some some great movies that didn't do well. I mean, Dune. The original Dune came out in, uh, in 85. So if we shift from uh, movies to music... As I said, 1985 was a great year all the way around for music, too. The week that uh, Legend of Billie Jean was released, uh, View to a Kill by Duran Duran was number one. And then the following week, it was uh, knocked out at number one by Every Time You Go Away by Paul Young. But some of the music in 1985 was just just as incredible. It's like Madonna's Like a Virgin topped the charts at the beginning of the year. And at the end of the year, to bookend, it was Say You, Say Me by Lionel Richie. But between there, we also had We Built This City by Starship, the Miami Vice theme, uh, The Power of Love, Huey Lewis, Shout by Tears for Fears, uh, Heaven, Brian Adams is an incredible song, Crazy for You by Madonna, You Can't Fight This Feeling by Aria Speedwagon, I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner, With all those great songs, it was the number one song for 1985 by Billboard and MTV was Careless Whisper by Wham! featuring George Michael. Putting this little note in there will make my wife happy. She is a diehard George Michael and Wham! fan. But some of the other news that was going on in uh, 1985 was the same day the movie was released on July 19th. Krista McAuliffe was chosen to be the first school teacher to fly aboard a space shuttle. 
And unfortunately, we know how that uh, th- those tragic events, because uh, in 1986, that was the Challenger disaster that uh, exploded upon um, on takeoff. I actually remember them wheeling in the TV into uh, our our class just to watch it and just to be dumbfounded and just lost for words on that day. But other history that um, on July 3rd, uh, Back to the Future was released. As I said, it was the number one movie of the year. And then one of my little favorite things here is on July 10th of 1985, the Coca-Cola company announces it will resume selling the old formula Coke because they did this whole marketing thing where they were making new Coke and it bombed horribly. I mean, it was to me, it tasted like flat Pepsi, but they brought, they rebranded the original Coke and called a Coca-Cola classic, which is now actually the Coke flavor that we have today. And I've always been a Coke drinker over Pepsi, so I've always liked that. So some of the other things uh, that happened is on July 13th, the Live Aid concert was held at both Wembley Stadium and JFK Stadium in Philadelphia to raise over $70 million for African famine relief. So those were some of the events that were going on in July of 1985. But some of the other things, now talking about the movie, Legend of Billie Jean was filmed in Corpus Christi, in, uh, Texas, at, uh, at actual sites that were around the city. So they were, there weren't any built sets or anything like that. Uh, the movie stars Christian Slater and Helen Slater. And a lot of people believe they are related. They are not. Um, a young Christian Slater, though, in an interview, said... While filming the movie, he thought he was fated to marry Helen Slater because they had the same last names. So I always thought that was funny. It was Christian Slater's first lead role. And um, as I said, in the movie, they watch the the movie of Joan of Arc. Um, They watch uh, Joan of Arc is in St. Joan, the movie from 1957. Um, the, The movie was originally garnered an R rating but thank goodness as I said in the Red Dawn episode the PG-13 came out and it was only for language I mean there was nothing else really in the movie and the language really isn't that bad either I mean yeah there's some swear words and stuff but not as bad as movies today Um, the radio station in the movie uh, C-101 is an actual station to Corpus Christi and is still there and now we get to go to one of the other characters. I mean, we had Helen Slater and Christian Slater, but probably sneakily, the most famous person in this in the, in the movie was uh, Yardley Smith, who played Putter, and uh, she was a twenty-year-old trying to play a twelve or thirteen-year-old, um, but she got the part because of her voice, and they just loved the way her voice portrayed in the movie. And ironically, it was her voice that most everybody knows today is because she is the voice of Lisa Simpson and has been for over three decades. So, and one of the other things I like about the movie, um, I know I'm just jumping around and everything like this, but uh, it has two very iconic rock songs. Um, You have Billy Idol's uh, Rebel Yell, 
when they're chasing uh, Billie Jean through the mall, which fits perfectly. And then you have the uh, montage with the Pat Benatar song, Invincible, which um, are just two incredible songs and they fit the movie perfectly. So, I mean, and Pat, ironically, Pat Benatar hates the movie. And she even says so when she would go on tour and stuff. She, Because she's known for a lot of other songs, but one of her most famous songs is Invincible. And she'll flat out say, I'm singing this song from the worst movie ever made. I mean, she may feel differently now, but at the time she was, was not a fan of of the movie The Legend of Billie Jean. But it's actually the reason why I like other Pat Benatar songs. So I think that's kind of funny. So that's Legend of Billie Jean in a nutshell. Um, as I said, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I give it a watch at least once a year, if not every other year, I, I can sit down, carve out 93 minutes and just watch it. I enjoy it. Um, and as I said, it's, it reminds me of my childhood and growing up in my teen years. So, so now my next episode is going to be coming out and I'm going to be, uh, going off script a little bit here. I'm not going to do 1986 just yet. Um, I have a reason for what I'm doing, but I am actually going to be doing a movie from the 1990s in my next episode. Um, it'll be coming out a little bit later, too. It'll be coming out on March 30th, but once you get to the episode uh, coming up, you'll understand 100% completely why. And it, to me, it's going to be a very special episode talking about one of my, not one of, it will be talking about my all-time favorite movie. Hands down, no questions asked. I watch this movie every year, if not multiple times a year. And I I carve out time to do so. So until then, until March 30th, or whenever the heck you listen to my podcast, I will see you then. Um, Nanu, nanu, live long and prosper, and may the force be with you.